listening to She Rises, a podcast dedicated to women who are ready to stop settling and start living their lives by design. If you're ready to talk about the stuff that weighs you down and get practical advice on everything from your health, body image, spirituality, relationships, and personal growth, then you're in the right place. Hello, I'm Giovanna Caposa, your host, master coach, spiritual teacher, and mind-body expert, and I'm on a mission to unsettle women all over the world. Are you ready to rise? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of She Rises. I am your host, Giovanna Caposa, and I'm here today with a former client of mine, Megan Laurent. I was so honored to work with Megan for a year and see her personally transform and evolve into the amazing, bright, driven businesswoman that she is. And I'm happy to have her on the show today because now I could highlight her expertise and her genius. She is an expert in the Enneagram. She is someone who I see as being personally committed to her personal evolution and self-awareness. And in that, she helps other women and men in that same regard in terms of evolving into the best version of themselves. I'll read you a little bit about Megan. She's a female-led entrepreneur and transformative coach. Her specialty is taking people deep within themselves to uncover their dharma, their true gift that they're meant to contribute to the world. Megan's passion for dharma has sparked the creation of something new and beautiful, a personal growth organization called Women in Dharma. The vision is to support women to live and work in alignment to their most authentic selves with ease and flow. Women in Dharma is also changing the way that business is done as it's based on the cooperative model where every team member has equal say and ownership. Megan's desire to empower leaders who showcase how amazing outcomes can be created from a place of wholeness, possibility, and alignment. You can learn more at womenindharma.com. And Megan's also co-authoring a book series that will launch in 2019 with over 15 books envisioned. The first books will be on the Enneagram, a unique personality framework that I mentioned earlier that helps people elevate their self-awareness and their understanding of the people around them. Stay connected to her book project at meganlaurent.com forward slash books. Without further ado, I want to welcome Megan to the show. Hey, Megan. Welcome to She Rises. I'm so excited to finally have you on the show. I'm just so excited to be here. Yeah. I mean, this is really fun for me and it's also really cool that I get to interview you. I mentioned just briefly in the introduction and that you and I had worked together for a year and we just completed. You were a one-on-one client of mine and it's a joy and an honor to have you on this end of things as the expert that I get to interview because you are so brilliant and you are so knowledgeable and you have so much to share and bring to the world. And it was a joy to work with you for a year and see your evolution. And now you get to be the expert and I get to pick your brain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. It's a, it's a complete sort of different role dynamic for me with the two of us. And yet I'm excited for it because I, I do have a lot that I'd love to share. Yeah, I'm so glad. And I knew right away that, you know, what you'd have to offer would really interest our audience being that you are also my audience. So I always usually start off the show with having my guest tell us a little bit about her kind of She Rises story, like that part of your tale where you realized that you had to reinvent or you had to sort of rise out of the ashes or really just create something new for yourself as it relates to what you're doing now. And so I wonder if you would share that with us. Absolutely. 
Well, it's been such an interesting evolution. And for me, I've always been incredibly driven. It's just been in my nature that I always have been someone who's a go-getter and ambitious and motivated. And so in my younger years, you know, especially in my early 20s, I was very much the epitome of that, you know, very career driven. I even graduated university young and I was I was sort of collecting all these different accomplishments. And what I didn't realize at the time was that I was following a path that I thought I was meant to do. You know, go get a great job at a big company, make a great salary, build up your savings, be in a relationship. I was sort of ticking the boxes that society set up for me. And then one day I woke up and I actually felt quite empty on the inside. You know, that I've been chasing all these different sort of achievements without even stopping to think, is this really what I want? And is this really what's for me? So it set me on this whole journey where I went through a lot, a lot of different options and opportunities. And I finally actually landed in coaching. That's something that really spoke to my heart and soul instantly when I connected with it. And so I dove really deep into that world, into becoming a coach, into growing myself, into all of that. And, and what I realized throughout this whole journey for my own self is that it really does take stepping back and looking at your own self deep within, because we're so used to looking externally for the answers. We're so used to putting labels on things and looking at what society wants for us or what we're supposed to be doing. Whereas for me, what really actually turned the leaf for me is, was when I started to turn the mirror the other way and look within. And actually one of the tools that was so powerful in my journey for that was something called the Enneagram. And it's one of the personality frameworks that I'm a really huge fan of because of how dynamic and fluid it was. So here was this tool at the very starting point of my personal growth journey that actually gave me a huge sense of empowerment to know who I was and what was important to me which then led to a whole sort of turn of events to bring me finally to this point where every single day I feel like I'm doing something that's meaningful, that is a joy to me, where I actually get to give my gift to the world. And it's something that I actually want for everyone. I love that story. And I have to, you know, I have to confess, I may have, I may have even said this to you before, but one of the things when, you know, we first started talking over a year ago now, and we were exploring this idea of maybe working together, one of the things that excited me so much about you, I mean, of course, how driven you were, but just the fact that you had this amazing insight in your 20s. I was just like, this girl has it going on. Because in my 20s, I was still chasing boys and, you know, I wasn't even... <laughs> kind of was thinking along those lines of like bigger questions, but I was doing more to ignore them. And I, I love that you're a person that I see has really started young at looking at these deeper questions. And so I wanted to acknowledge you for that because it took me till I was in my early thirties to be like, all right, I check the boxes. Now what? So I love that. And you've mentioned the Enneagram and this is something that I am endlessly fascinated about. I, I know maybe like a tiny little hair's worth of it. And this is, like you said, it's a main framework you work with. So I would love if you could share with us, what is the Enneagram and, and like, what's it for? How does it work? Yes, I'd love to. I, I use it every day, really. And in a couple of facets, one to understand myself and also to give me a really deep understanding of other people. So in a nutshell, the way I love to explain the Enneagram is that 
it's nine different energies. And each of these energies has certain qualities and motivations that just come very naturally. If you are familiar with the Enneagram or even just search it up online, you'll find out that most people call them personality types. I actually shy away from that language of types because my personal belief is that we have all nine of these distinct energies within us. It just so happens that one of them rises more to the surface as our sort of go-to or our natural place. So again, if you want to learn more about it, even when I say Enneagram, people are like, what are you saying? Right. So They're to, like, wait, what? How do you spell that? What is that? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So to break it down, here's a really easy way to remember it. So Ennea, it's E-N-N-E-A. In Greek, it actually means nine. And then gram, G-R-A-M, means point. So the translation, Enneagram, is nine points. Amazing. I did not know that. Yes. And you'll see even when you search it up, there's actually a symbol that represents the Enneagram. And there's so many different layers. So again, I, I won't go into a huge amount of detail. I could talk about it for days and for hours and I love it. Um, yeah, you know I'm going to get you to pick. I'm going to pick your brain and you know I'm going to get you to talk about the Enneagram 7, which I have been, I, I always joke and say I've been diagnosed as an Enneagram 7 and people that know Enneagram laugh at me like diagnosed, but it's tongue in cheek, but yeah. I'll pick your brain. <laughs> yes, of course. Well, and this is what's so interesting because so many people, I've been teaching the Enneagram for a number of years and so many people say to me like, okay, give me the test or tell me what type I am or what energy am I? And I always get people to take a step back because at the end of the day, even if you go and take a test out there, because we have we're so dynamic as people and we have such a range of emotions, of motivations, of actions that we'll take on a daily basis. You can't put us in a box. So I always try to shy away from like putting people in a box or typing them. And really to me, it's using it as a framework to understand yourself. So it's as you start to understand the nine distinct energies and seven is one of them. So seven is the energy of a lot of enthusiasm, possibility, ideas, creativity, and it's all coming from this motivation of wanting a variety of experience. So the seven energy is craving just having a little bit of everything mm, and so not nice. ever being trapped. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, having this energy, I'm sure for a lot of people, even if seven isn't their core, the, the most natural one to them, they can probably identify with bits and pieces of that. So that's where it's sort of like, instead of pigeonholing people to you're only this and that's it, it's more about looking at all nine energies and how active or developed are each of them within you. And how do you find the difference between, like, I, I would say that about most systems. It's like, you know, we, we tend to, I think it's some sort of system or part of our psyche that wants to kind of keep ourselves safe. So we're like, oh, am I in this box or am I in that box? Like, where do I belong kind of thing? But I think all the systems out there, like Myers-Briggs and the, the Colby assessment and all these different personality assessments, they all are great tools, but then they, they can become detrimental if you sort of keep yourself locked in there. How would you compare something like the Enneagram to something like a Myers-Briggs or, you know, I'm thinking of the wealth dynamics assessment as well. There's all these different ones out there. Yeah. So one of the core pieces to the Enneagram that's different from a lot of the other assessments out there is that there's different responses for all these nine energies, depending on your level of growth. 
So how much personal growth have you done? It's called the levels of development. There's distinctions like we call them the arrows. So if you ever see the symbol of the Enneagram, they're actually arrows. And what they symbolize is, okay, when I'm stressed, my typical reaction is going to be this because I go unconscious and I just start reacting. When I'm at my best, so my cup is full, my energy is you know, completely there, then this is often what's going to come out of me. So I'll give you an example of that. Yeah, I was going to say, let's make, it, let's make it real for people. Exactly, yes. So my core energy is the nine energy. I've got the most of this energy. It's the most natural for me. And the nine is the energy of the peacemaker. So I'm this person where I go through life and I am constantly sort of assessing the environment to see if there's any tension, any conflict, anything negative, and I'm trying to create harmony, whether it's conscious or unconscious. So that means for me that when I'm under conflict, it's, it's actually quite stressful for me. So these are just some of the attributes of the nine energy. When I'm stressed, my typical response is I will actually take on a lot of the traits of the six energy. And what this looks like is I start overthinking. I become indecisive. I'm anxious. I, I just, my mind won't stop. It's like a hamster wheel. And yet that's not actually where my best work or my best is going to come from. So I can spot that. I can see that that's happening and even my like little slide towards that. And I can see, okay, that's me in my reactionary zone. How can I come back to my center where it's more peace and calm and grounded and intuitive? So that's really interesting, actually, because I've never heard, again, I know like a little bit of it, but I've never heard that the person in stress will go to a number that's like not the next door neighbor of the number, which they call wings, right? So like, yeah. if you're a nine, then I think one is one wing and then eight is the other wing, right? Because it's like the Correct. number that's on either side of the wheel, let's say. Yeah. So it's, how did you find out that your particular stress reaction is not necessarily one of your wings or sidearms, but a whole other energy, which is the six. Yeah. This is where I'd love to, if this was a visual exercise, I would draw it for you. (laughs) There's the, if you look at the Enneagram symbol, you'll notice it's a circle and then it's got a whole bunch of lines in it. So each of these lines represents an arrow. So you'll actually see in the circle, okay, there's nine at the very top and then there's three and six and it actually creates a triangle. So it's this triangle relationship where, for example, um, nine, when I'm stressed, I go to six. However, the opposite arrow exists as well. So when someone with a lot of six energy is their core is at a place of their best, when they're just in really good spirits, then they'll end up adopting the nine characteristics. So they'll go the other way. So it's a little confusing when I just speak about it. Yeah, I see it though because I've, I've, yeah. you know, I have the, you know, the cheat sheet here is that I can call it up in front of me on on the Google. But I see what you're talking about, and for those of you who are listening and who are not driving, you know, <laughs> you can just Google Enneagram and go under images, and you can see exactly what we're talking about. If I can get my team on board, I might throw in a visual on the uh, show notes on the She Rises podcast page, and then you guys can see it. So I'm actually seeing what you're saying. So it's like nine goes to six, which goes across to three, which goes back up to nine. And it kind of makes a triangle within that circle. Exactly. And then for you, because seven seems to be an energy you identify with a lot. For example, the stress response is going to one energy. 
And so what this can look like. <laughs> Which is the perfectionist, right? Yep. So it I can never look like, do that, Megan. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> this is the funny part when you start to use tools like this is that they can be a little confronting at first. I've worked with so many people where they're like, oh, it describes me so accurately. How did they know? And yeah. it, can, it can feel vulnerable for sure. And so this is where I always recommend to people, you know, take it in bits and pieces. It can feel like a lot and there's a huge amount of layers. And to remember at the end of the day, it's a tool. It doesn't define you. I'm also really clear on that with people. It never limits you. For example, for me as a nine, I'm actually not a very outspoken person naturally. Just my instinct is more like come from a place of comfort and don't rock the boat and don't be too loud. And yet I've developed that within myself. You know, I know that that's something that's been important to me because I want to express myself. And so I develop that side of myself. So it never limits you. Right. And that makes a lot of sense because it's just a way to work with yourself and, and work with the energies. And just like, you know, I've seen charts where there's like, this is what the healthy nine looks like. And this is what the unhealthy nine looks like. And, you know, our, where we strive as humans in general, Enneagram or not, is for wholeness, right? So a combination of, or a middle ground rather of the two where you're like in a healthier state and, and able to, you know, kind of bounce back from going into, let's say, an unhealthy state. Absolutely. Cool. And it's a tool for development. It actually brings me to one of my most favorite, favorite topics and concepts that I talk a lot about, which is the concept of Dharma. And Dharma is something Ooh, that... Tell us about that. Mm-hmm. So there's so many definitions. If you search up Dharma, it's like, okay, the Buddhist teachings, and there's, there's so many different ways people will frame it. My own definition is that it's the energy of being aligned on the path that is meant for you. So the path that the universe and, you know, you came into this world with a gift to offer and something to contribute and something to make a difference with to other people. And so it's being aligned on this path. And when you're in this energy of Dharma, I talk about signs of Dharma. It's like opportunities fall into place. Doors open out of nowhere. The abundance just flows effortlessly. You only gain energy from doing these kinds of activities that are most dharmic for you. And it's, it's almost like a bucket of activities that really just encompass who are you as your most authentic person. So to give you my... Like being in flow, you mean? Like you're just sort of... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're just, you're in this complete place of flow. So for example, for me, the reason why coaching spoke to me and being a coach is because what's so dharmic for me is being in conversations with people where we're going deep, where we're taking this journey together and we're really exploring and being in a place of curiosity. You know, all these things really speak to my soul that I just love to do. And that's what can be so hard when it comes to pinpointing your dharma is that you do it so effortlessly and so naturally that it almost seems like, well, duh, like this is, you know, what's the value in this? I just do this anyway. And that to me is where to link it back to the Enneagram, that's where tools like the Enneagram can be so powerful to help you see what are some of those natural inherent gifts that you have. That's really interesting because there's, I mean, definitely more so as I was younger and growing up and then sort of, you know, later in my twenties, I felt like I was trying to like force myself to work or be a certain way. 
I, you know, it's like, well, this is the box that I'm society says I'm supposed to play in. And so I should be able to do this. I should be able to learn like this, all the shoulds. Right. And what's beautiful about learning a system like the Enneagram and it relates to this Dharma piece is that you learn how to start living better with the flow of your life, like your own flow, as opposed to what you think you should do. Exactly. And I love this part about Dharma because we get so stuck on labels, right? So people, they do career searches. It's like, okay, am I a coach? Am I an entrepreneur? Am I in corporate marketing? Whatever the label is. And what I love about Dharma is that the label actually doesn't exist yet. It's something that is so unique to you that only you encompass the set of abilities and the set of gifts that there's no label for it yet. Like you actually have to create it and find it for yourself. And that to me is like, well, I just, I get super jazzed when I, I think of the possibility. And yet I can also understand for so many people that that can feel a little daunting because they're like, well, if there's no label. How do I even find this so-called mm. dharma? Yeah, it's interesting. Like I had this image of, of sort of like, you know, something emerging out of the formless void into form, but it can't come into form until you know, all of the, let's say energy or all the, you know, things are aligned. Right. And so I love what you're, how you're describing it because it's like, well, until I figure out little steps within myself and and my personality and what lights me up and all the, like, I mean, it could be a hundred other things, but until I get super clear around that, it still is formless and shapeless and a bit nebulous. So people are like, ah, you know, the thing, but it's almost like taking the little steps and that will see that shapeless, formless thing will soon start to come out of its blob form and be, oh my God, like, this is so clear to me now. Like, this is it. Yes. That's exactly it. And it's such a, it's an evolution. Like it's not something that we're so fast paced in this world. You know, we want it tomorrow. Like just give me the answer tomorrow. Give me the test and spit it out for me. And, and what I love is that it's a journey and it's an ever deepening layer. For example, you know, a few years ago when I came across coaching, I was like, okay, this feels like Dharma to me. So I poured myself into that. And then as I've gone through my own evolution as an entrepreneur and really exploring what my gifts are, I've realized that there's actually more dimensions than just coaching to what I love to do. I love speaking to you like in forums like this and sharing my message. I love being a visionary and really questioning things and thinking about, ooh, why do we do things this way? You know, for example, I'm, I'm creating a whole new business that's based on an entirely different business model that most people ever work with. And it's all about challenging the way that we think and, and doing things from a different place that's a lot more aligned and feels more authentic. I love it. Oh my God, I love it. An interesting thing that I heard you say there, which I wanted to pick out for people, is <laughs> there's not this like, I don't know, this like holy grail at the end of the road where it's like, oh, like here it is, that you are figuring it out every step of the way. And you're kind of like, I heard you say, well, my Dharma felt like coaching. So I went in that direction, you know, and then maybe something else evolves out of that. So I'm going in that direction. 
Mm-hmm. And you're sort of following, you're kind of following the breadcrumbs of, you know, I have my friend Jackie would say, you're high, following your highest excitement. That's awesome. exactly, exactly it. And breadcrumbs is such a great analogy because I feel like I've been picking up these breadcrumbs along the way. You know, now I'm embarking on authoring books and it's like, there's another breadcrumb. And then, you know, challenging how we do business, there's another breadcrumb. It's like all these different sort of breadcrumbs that I'm picking up. And it's not about picking one. That's what I also love to talk about is that you are multidimensional. And especially as women where we do have an affinity for feminine energy, it means that we like to have you know, more of that variety. We like to express multiple talents versus really focus in and only pick one. It almost means that we're, we're not being our fullest selves when we do that. So I really encourage, especially the women that I work with, to embrace all parts of yourself, which means all the talents as well that you bring. Beautiful. Awesome. And so tell me or tell us rather, like how have you, so you you went into the coaching and obviously your Enneagram is sort of a basis. You said you use it every day. It's a way that you kind of navigate your world and the world for your clients that you serve every day. How has your Dharma like shifted and changed even from like, you know, you mentioned now you're starting to author books and now you're, you're getting into other things. How do you, is it something that you sort of can see forward into becoming something else? Or is this literally something people should take as like a day by day thing? Mm-hmm. You know, it's and a you bit can about. see my brain, right? My brain, I'm, the, I'm the head type, right? I'm the head type. Yeah. So like, you know, because everybody's like, oh, well, that sounds awesome, Megan. Like, tell me the five steps. Like we just talked about before, right? Like, what are the five steps? How to get there? And it doesn't really work like that, right? Yeah, I wish I could. I wish I could give people the formula. Yeah. I mean, there's ingredients involved for sure. So, so I can certainly share more on that. And, and it is a bit of both. It's sort of like you flex between ooh, my path is crystal clear and maybe it's like for the next six months. And then you get to that point and you're like, oh, the path is a little murky again. And then you go back to the big drawing board and then you come back to clarity. So it's sort of like you're in and out of focus, if you will. Like you come in and out of focus of the picture getting clear and clear. And yet always along the way you're moving forward. So so some of the ingredients that I recommend to people, a huge, huge one is self-awareness. And this can feel difficult in the beginning. This is why I love tools like the Enneagram because it gives you a platform. It gives you a starting point. And then at a certain point, you also realize that you got to let go of the tool when we become too attached to it. However, starting from this place of self-awareness, so really turning the mirror back on yourself and going within and starting to do things like journaling and really exploring within yourself what makes you tick. Because the more that you ask people questions externally about it, the more confusing it can get as well. Doesn't mean don't do it. However, again, it's about yourself. You know, things like coaching can be really powerful because you have someone to reflect back to you and then you get to see for yourself, okay, does that resonate or not? So there's lots of different ways to go about this. However, for sure, a huge piece is self-awareness along the journey. Hmm. And then to me, I love creating tools where, again, it's like you're collecting these these clues. So you have all these different breadcrumbs, putting the breadcrumbs in a place. For example, I have a one page plan for myself. You know, I, I put on a page, okay, what are my values? What are my strengths? What am I up to this year? What are my desires? What are my intentions for these next three months? You know, I collect all these different pieces to give me a place to put the clarity. And then if I don't have clarity, 
to almost know, okay, there's a puzzle piece missing there. And let me go find that puzzle piece and put it in there. Yeah, I'm just, my, my brain is going on all these different directions because I love, first of all, I love that you said self-awareness and like the, the phrase that came to me was know thyself, right? That is the only way to really start. So it kind of brings me back to the Enneagram a little bit. How can someone that's listening right now, because I'm sure people are listening, like probably saying, okay, great. Like, this is cool. I want to know myself. And the Enneagram is a great tool to know thyself, right? Where can someone go to learn more about the Enneagram? Like, what's your favorite site or books, places that people can dive in and even take a test? Because I know there's all kinds of different tests out there and they vary slightly. Yes. It's, it's a great, great question. So there's a few places. The Enneagram Institute is the most well-known. So if you search up Enneagram, it'll be one of the first ones on Google that pops up and they've got their own assessment as well. And a lot of really detailed descriptions. It's so funny when people ask me about Enneagram resources, because every time I'm like, Oh, I wish my books were already here. (laughs) And then I could share with you, like, this is, this is where to go. You know, I think Enneagram Institute is a great starting point. I've created some resources as well around the Enneagram and I'm in a bit of a transition point. So one of the places that you can go to, it's through my, one of the coaching businesses that I built called Rise. And so on Rise, Rise Coaches is where you'll find it. You can go to the Enneagram. Risecoaches.com or? Yeah, risecoaches.com slash Enneagram. So I've written up a sort of beginner's intro to the Enneagram to give people a nice way to segue into it. Because the one thing about the Enneagram is that there's been a lot of intellectual energy surrounding a lot of the teachers and scholars around it. So a lot of them take you really deep right away. And for me, one of my approaches, the reason why I was so drawn to write books about this is because I actually wanted to take more of a bird's eye view first with people and really bring them along the journey before like, okay, let's dive into the nine right away because it's a lot of information at once. So that's where I'm like, I'm craving bringing my resource, which will come Mm -hmm. soon. Yeah, it's on Um, its way. Cool. And I love this. I just called it up and it has exactly what you were trying to describe before. It has the circle, you know, from one to nine all the way around. And then it has the connecting arrows that you talked about. Yeah. And it links everything together and it's great. We'll have that in the show notes and wow, this is kind of cool. I can like just hover on it and find out more about me. I love this. I really wish we could keep talking because I mean, it's particular about the Enneagram because I have so many questions on it. I know you're a pro in this area, but also because I've actually seen, you know, how you've used it with yourself. Even when we started coaching, you had created a whole chart for yourself and you really broke down like your type and what you wanted to achieve. And like, you you really, really are someone who is self-aware and self-examining. And I think that, you know, it's so important and I see you calling that out in others as well. And I'm so appreciative of your, of your brain and your heart. And I love that you were agreed to be on the show today to talk a little bit about this. Yes, of course. I love this. And it's just a topic that, again, I could talk about for days. And so I really encourage people to take those first steps on the journey because that's all it is. You just take one step at a time and you don't have to accomplish it all overnight, even though we want to, and you'll get there. You will. You're, that's the cool part about the journey of self-awareness is that you don't backtrack. Once you're aware of it, you're aware. So it's just a constant deepening of your awareness. Yeah. I love that. Beautiful. Tell us quickly before we have to end the time of what you have coming up with women in Dharma. 
Yes. So this I'm so excited for. This is your baby. <laughs> this is my baby. So, well, one of my babies. What I was going to say, be. oh my God, I got that because you're newly pregnant. Yes. I am. Yes. So I have another baby coming along the way. Part January. of your dharma. Yes. Now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and so one of the actual beautiful gifts of being pregnant and my baby is that it's really caused me to evaluate, okay, how am I spending my time? And it's actually raise the stakes of, oh, I only want to be spending my time on things that are dharmic. So that's been an amazing gift already that my baby has given me. And in doing so, it's, it's inspired this brand new baby called Women in Dharma. And I'm so excited because Women in Dharma is actually based on the cooperative model. So it's a completely different business model than traditional corporations, where in traditional corporations, you've got you know a few owners at the top that are the ones that are trying to build it all. With Women in Dharma, we take a collaborative business building approach. So it's actually a team of really inspired people who are connected to their dharma, who believe in helping others, especially women, get connected to their dharma. Because that's the whole point of this business is inspiring and awakening women into their dharma. And in doing so, we're changing the way that so many things are done. Like I'll give you an example. We're not doing an interview process for new people joining the team. We're doing an alignment process. You know, so long as someone is aligned with our values and our culture, it's not a question of are you the right fit or if you'll join the team. It's more a question of when's the right time holistically that feels aligned for everyone. And it's a lot wow, more that's amazing. Yes. And it's, it's a lot more of a nurturing process with authenticity and vulnerability and honesty and, and our core values throughout the entire business are wholeness, you know, believing in the wholeness of every single person and the gift that they have to bring to the world. Possibilities. So believing in what's possible and opening up the whole horizon. And then alignment, of course, being the thread throughout all of it, that every single thing that we do has to be fully aligned with our authentic selves so that we aren't overstepping who we are and doing something that doesn't feel good at the end of the day. Oh my God, I love it. And I really do, when, I, I, when you sent it to me originally and told me what your idea was, you had this like eureka moment and you sent me an email with all these updates. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> and it really does feel like the future of how, you know, businesses in general, like I don't want to use the word should, but I mean, it's, it's a beautiful invitation for businesses in general to look at how they're doing things. You're creating a model that is very yin, you know, or very feminine energy. You know, it's not like gender specific or, or, you know, even sexual orientation specific femininity as a, as an energy, as a yin. And, you know, we say yin and yang and it's, it's very much yin. It's very much based on community and alignment, which is so, so powerful rather than like we're educating all these people in universities with all these skills or sometimes lack thereof. And we're not actually interviewing people to see if they're a fit and job satisfaction or job dissatisfaction rather is at its highest and people are unhappy. It's funny. I had yesterday, I had someone come over to talk to me about an insurance advisor and he told me that 35% of insurance claims are directly related to burnout, depression, anxiety, and like basically profound job dissatisfaction that is causing mental health. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that's so preventable. So I love what you're creating. I'm your number one fan. I'm 
always going to be that. And I'm just honored that we had a journey together. And please come back on the show when your books come out, because I definitely want to talk about them more. Of course. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Megan, for being on the show. Thank you. I've loved being here. Thank you so much for tuning in and keep rising, everyone. For books and resources related to today's episode, make sure you head over to SheRisesPodcast.com and I'll see you there. If you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure you tune back in next week when I dive into more juicy topics to help make your life the best it can be. And hey, if you've enjoyed listening to the show and you love it, head on over to iTunes and leave me a rate and review and subscribe there to the show. 